The Unstuff America podcast is hosted by the most organized man in America, Andrew Mellon. Listen in for Andrew's take on America's clutter crisis. From guns to gold, he dives deep into America's self-destructive obsession with possession and how that impacts the American dream. Get real-life tools and strategies to take responsibility, set yourself free, and live your values every day. And now, Andrew Mellon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unstuff America. I am your host, Andrew Mellon, and our co-host, Debbie Black. Hi. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Just an inside joke. I, I'll let you in on the on the on the joke, right? I mean, Debbie's Debbie's just joined the podcast really recently, and um, I think sometimes she's still waiting for permission to say hello to everybody, as if she's not really on air, but she is. I'm I'm still kind of a visitor. I'm new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's cool, but you're here. You're, you're you have full co-host permissions and privileges. So well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> so last week we were talking about multi generational hiring and some of the challenges that we each are facing in our companies, right? And what we know is that millennials make up the largest cohort right now in the world of employment. And we also know that they are the most educated and yet in some ways seem to, of all the generations that are out there working right now, seem to have uh, the least developed life skills. And we talked about this, right? I mean, when we were uh, off camera, we were talking about the fact that uh, many of them grew up with uh, helicopter parents, right? I mean, helicopter parents didn't exist when we were growing up. I mean, we had, uh, I think that we had, uh, I don't know what the what the term would be for parents that were the opposite of helicopter <laughs> parents, right? Who were like, get out of the house and come back for dinner. Right. And don't kill anybody and don't get killed. Right. 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 So um, they grew up with superstructure. And now that they're in the workplace, they are struggling to connect the dots and to self-govern, self-direct, and it creates this learning gap and potential pitfall or struggle for their, not only their colleagues, but certainly their managers and, and management of the company as they're trying to navigate that. And I know when we think about simplicity, when we think about organization, when we think about time management and accountability, which is so essential to being able to manage your time well. Uh, if you're not holding yourself accountable and you're expecting other people to do it, but other people are not expecting you to do it, how do you, how do you know what you don't know? Right. Absolutely. You don't. You don't. And someone has to tell you what you don't know or you have to have your aha moment. Right. And how do you have the aha moment if what you have is a ton of book smarts and no real life experience. It it's now look, I mean, I'm not a millennial expert. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm a workplace productivity expert, but I don't know what it's like to be a part of that generation specifically. What I do know though, is that if you don't, if you aren't curious about the world, if you are not looking for ways to develop your skill set independent of anything that anybody is expecting of you, you're going to be stuck in space. And, and if we leave the workforce for a minute and just really think about whether it's life or work, right? I mean, 
if you're waiting for somebody to tell you how to hang your clothes up in your closet, if you're waiting for somebody to tell you how to load the dishwasher, if you're waiting for somebody to tell you how to empty the dishwasher or where to put the Tupperware, right? Or, uh, or how to write a report or a proposal or an SOW, you will be waiting a long time or you're going to run into conflict with your, with your colleagues and your supervisors when they turn to you and say, where's your homework? Right. And I mean, you were sharing that there were some challenges for you in onboarding folks, right, where they you had to I, 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 there's no spin on it when I say spoon feed them, but you had to create structure for them. Correct. So Correct. tell us about that. Tell us about the process of, of what you expected and what you got. So what I expected. Um, I guess I expected a little bit more of a capacity to extrapolate information and not just extrapolate information um, that is relevant to uh, whatever task is in front of them, but to their job in general, to okay. sit in a meeting, to be able to take notes, to understand what's important and what are their action items. And that, yes, it's expected of you that you have to act on these action items. Well, so isn't that interesting that, I mean, you shared that they took notes. Yes. But then the notes sat in their notebook. Yes. Right? Yes. And now that is not a millennial thing. I mean, that happens at every training I go to. I, I tell people, be in the room. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. Don't take copious notes like you're a good student and then throw the notebook in your credenza and never look at it again. I mean, if you don't actually turn those into actionable items, nothing's going to happen. So... It, that's not that's not a millennial issue. That's a that's a I want to do good in school issue, and at the same time, not connecting the dots that uh, you're not getting graded on your ability to take notes. You're getting graded on your ability to synthesize information that you got in a meeting or a training yeah. and actually do something with it. Yeah. Well, I think that the millennial issue is a little bit more of the helicopter parenting that you talked about, right? That that they, they might be able to connect the dots, but they were not expected to connect the dots previously. Interesting. You know, they were told at the end of, at the end of a class, they were given, here are the class notes, here's what's the homework for next week, and here's what's expected of you for, for next week. But in the real world, that doesn't work that way. You sit in a meeting, you take notes, and you have to take that initiative to, to do the next step. Got it. And so, like, what are the, when you're hiring, what are the intangibles that you're looking for? Like what are the things that are that somebody has to be built with? Well, right. There, there's definitely, especially with regard to selling, there, there are definitely some intangibles that you just got to be born with. You can't teach, right? You can't teach somebody to be an outgoing person or to be a people person. Or there's that all-important factor that that sales managers covet, which is that fire in the belly. Okay. Someone's got that passion, that fire in the belly. You just can't teach that. You you gotta want to get out of bed in the morning and and you know just jump in your bed. Okay. Right? So then, what can you teach? What can you teach people? So the things that you can teach someone, prospecting, right? How to identify a good prospect from a bad prospect. I can give them a list that they can learn, and they can start connecting the dots there themselves usually, right? The other thing you can teach, you can teach someone how to tell a story, how to, how to build their story so that they show, to the, they show to the potential client that our product is a good product for them and why. Got it. Um, and then, you know, something else you can teach, you certainly can teach people how to negotiate and how to close, right? That, you can teach that? You absolutely can teach that. That, you know, closing is really a matter of if you've done everything right, 
including, you know, you followed the sales process absolutely correctly and you have negotiated, um, you know, the, the negotiation is really the very end. The, the deal will close itself. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I mean, I know for myself, right. As a, as a solopreneur, as somebody who's run his own business, it, it's super easy for me to sell things that involve somebody else. What that doesn't feel like selling. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I deliver a superior product. I'm, you know, I'm making air quotes Well, I can do it because it's, there's the, there's the video portion of this. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have to tell you I'm making air quotes. I'm making air quotes. Uh, you know, I'm the most organized man in America and I know that I deliver a superior product when I'm working, whether I'm working in a corporate setting or I'm working in somebody's home. And at the same time, saying that just makes me sound smarmy and un it, whether it's true or not, it, feels smarmy and unctuous like who does he, who does he think he is You're right comfortable it's, when the product is you right it's much easier to... for me to say debbie's kick ass at what she does yeah. let me tell you about debbie and but when it's myself it's 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 uncomfortable yeah I, oh i can definitely understand that yeah so that's good to know that that uh certainly for Anybody who's listening who is an entrepreneur, who is a solopreneur, who is, whether you're a professional organizer, you know, if you're, in, if you're in a service industry or you're selling widgets, right, to know that these are some of the skills that you can learn. And uh, while this isn't a sales training, right, there is that sense of, uh, one of the things that I've always appreciated about sales is that it is clutter will fuck up a sales pipeline yes. right i mean it anything that doesn't belong there is going to trip you up and it's going to it's going to compromise your value proposition it's going to be hard for you to be listening to the person and really hear them because there's a bunch of gunk in the way right mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting to be able to apply those principles those decluttering those simplifying principles to even a sales pipeline, as well as, again, to a closet or a desk drawer or a file cabinet or a, a computer hard drive. Oh, completely, completely. The sales process actually is the definition of, of process. You know, you, you are constantly qualifying a customer. You're constantly evaluating whether or not they belong in the pipeline, whether, they, whether you should take them to the next step. Maybe they're not for real. Throw them out of the funnel. Replace it with something else. Right, it's a should it stay or should it go thing. Yeah, it is. Right. It, it very much like you, right? Yeah. You know, it, but it, if something goes in, something has to come out. Right. It, it's it's very much like your system. Cool, cool. <laughs> so um, this time for us, right? What we did differently, as I said last week, I talked about uh, bringing in Alice, our COO, to run this process. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I also did was I was completely transparent about what we do, the brand, what I'm interested in doing, which is, again, without trying to sound overly hubristic or full of myself, really, I'm, I'm interested in changing the world, even if it's ridiculous, even if it's not going to happen. It's what drives me every day is to change the conversation. And certainly on Stuff America, that's what I'm, when I, when I created that or when that idea came to me, right? I mean... The world, the country looks the way it does because people don't have enough time to participate in their community, whether that's at the school board, whether that's at the uh, city council level, the town hall, it's state government, it's uh, the federal government. They're, they're so busy 
trying to manage their overwhelmed lives that even if they have the desire to participate, they can't, they, they believe the story. One of those mm -hmm. 200 lies is that they can't, they don't have the time. So one of the things that drove me to create this podcast, to create this movement, was to help them strip away all of those obstacles that were standing between them and participating. So that then, look, I, I will not judge anybody if they discover, okay, so all the crap's out of the way and I still don't really give a shit. I don't, I don't want to go down to the town hall. I don't want to, I want what I want. I want clean streets. I want my trash to get picked up. I want my kids to get a good education. I want not to be scared walking to the parking lot in the mall. You know, I don't want to get mud. All of the things that they might want not to have or to have. And yet they're happy to delegate that to somebody else to make it all happen. Great. Then just admit it, you know, again, without any sort of judgment, like admit it, like, you know, you're not a good citizen. Just admit that that's, that's fine for you. But for all the people who think participating in shaping the culture and shaping the community is important, I want to support them in getting as much crap out of the way as quickly as possible so they can dig into that. So, you know, that's, <laughs> when I talk about transparency, that is, I mean, not, that's not for everybody, right? I mean, some people just like, you're a speaker. I just want to sell your, I just want to sell your content. I just, simplification, organization, time management, that's what I want to sell. I don't want to sell this underlying message of greater mindfulness, awareness, participation in the world, right? Let's just keep it simple in that sense. And, but that's, there are other people that do that and they do it really well, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not driven. They didn't create on Stuff America. They just create a time management system mm -hmm. and more power to them. That's not what I'm interested in. So, so that transparency, you know, um, and also being clear with the with the candidates that what they're getting is the institutional memory that's in my head, but the systems are systems that I live that I haven't necessarily codified or written down, and that part of their job is to pull that out of me and create the operations manual so that like you had to do with your with your hiring process that now there's a roadmap because I know how I want emails answered. I know how I want customers responded to. I know how I want the online membership platform to, to function for somebody and being able to delegate, deputize, give that information to somebody so that they can now execute it is the next level of growth for the company. So, well, you know, next week, what we're going to do is we're going to share those best practices with everybody. So next week, we're going to tell you exactly what the best practices are that we discovered in our own hiring processes right. and how we think uh, you can strip out the clutter from uh, both collaborating with people, managing people, uh, hiring people, so that there's less junk in the way and you will be better equipped to interact with them uh, from the beginning of the, to use the sales jargon, right? Yes. From the beginning of the pipeline all the way to the close of the sale. All right. Awesome, great. <laughs> so we'll see you all back here next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Unstuff America. I'm Andrew Mellon and this is Debbie Black. Awesome, Thanks bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Unstuff America. If you like what you've heard, please leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit andrewmellon.com, where you can get Andrew's three-day quick start course. It's the quickest way to jumpstart your organizing efforts now. <laughs>